Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, it's Mark from Guitar Nerds here. Uh, just wanted to let you know that we recorded an awesome podcast this week uh, with Ed from Beachlang sitting in telling us all about his experiences at the Reading Festival and um, talking about Beachlang's uh, gear and their visit to the Marshall Factory recently. Um, unfortunately, uh, we had a uh, bit of a technical mix-up with the audio recorder, so about the first minute or so of this podcast is missed off. Technical um, mix-up. It's mainly just Joe Branton talking oh. nonsense, so don't worry about that. Um, your your mic is not recording so um, people probably can't hear what you're saying Um, anyway so there is uh, we've missed out a lot of the Joe Branton content by missing the first minute so that's a good thing and uh, yeah hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast cheers bye I met up with Ed maybe, what, like two hours before you played? Or yeah, maybe was, three hours before you played, yeah, something no, like that. Uh, and uh, we watched, I watched Beach Slang. And, um, and then we went and got something to eat. Okay. And uh, then we caught the last couple songs of Modern Baseball. And then we got on the train and came back to Brighton. Does, okay. does Reading mm. still have a punk stage? Uh, yeah, the... It used to be the concrete, the concrete jungle. jungle yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the pit yeah. now. I the believe, pit, is the yeah. Official. yeah. The, the the Sunday was uh, not a very punk rock lineup. I guess. Well, even on the punk stage. It's yeah, really, it's just a stage now. Isn't yeah, it, it yeah. is. I mean, it was. Um, I tell you what, though, it was very interesting. So, like, I was I spent a, a bit like most of the time hanging out with Ed, and we were backstage a lot of it, and we watched Modern Baseball. Who. Modern Baseball are a, such a great band, and they uh, they pull off my favourite thing for a band to pull off in that they are a full Fender band. Okay. So all Fender amps. As all well. Fender amps. So great uh, drum kits. Uh, oh, I don't know. It was just a house kit. I don't right. know what it was, but um, Super Bassman, Basshead. Uh, Brendan was using a one of the guitar players was using uh, a Deville I think which conked yeah, think out towards had, the end I think he had a 212 Deville yeah I think yeah. so as well and, uh, and and Jake the other guitarist was using uh, I think the same amp I think they were both using Deville's I think it was the same thing I only saw Brendan's and he kept, he kept having a bang okay, yeah it was yeah and uh, and then yeah a telly and uh, uh, yeah I mean it was just a full Fender band and I just love seeing that uh, but one thing that I thought was really really funny was like all the amps for the uh, following bands were all like lined up Backstage, ready to go on, and it was it was all boogie. 
Really? It's all boogie, like mm. all dual wrecks. Is this on in the pit stage? Yeah. Right. Yeah. In the base rig? Uh, I don't know. I, I saw an Eden base rig for another band, but what they had is the back line. They had um, Ampeg SVT. Yeah. Um, and they had a few, they had a Fox AC30 as back lines, a few Marshalls. So I think they were kind of, I think they just kind of so scattered to, it for yeah. what yeah. the house back line was. How did it work for you guys? Did you take your own back line or did you? So we we used their back line, just out of convenience, yeah. purely out of convenience. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we had a pretty short slot with short with short changeovers, so just to make it easy, we kind of just said, whatever's on stage, we'll just plug into that. Um, we should talk, really, now we're kind of wrapping up the Reading stuff, we should talk a bit about Beach Lang, um, oh, and we'll get to Reading uh, from your, your perspective, but um, for people who don't know, um, who are Beach Lang, and what do you do? Well, we're... Um, indie rock band from philadelphia we started playing about three years ago gigging about two years ago yeah just just a little over two years ago um and things you know we got we got pretty lucky started doing longer tours bigger tours got to come over here several times so we were over here in june we did a few festivals um and then spent the past month all of august just doing festivals around europe around the uk ending at reading this past sunday which gave me the opportunity to come down here and spend some time with you gentlemen so how uh, what time did you play and where did you play we did the lockup stage. I think we were like three thirty. Yeah, like a little. Three, yeah, well, it was long. Yeah, like Jay, Jay turned yeah. up around one, and then we kind of hung out a little bit. Um, that was when the festival kicks off, right? When Jay arrives. Absolutely, yeah, it's yeah. actually the for Jay... me, for me at least. Yeah, <laughs> so, one hundred and fifteen bands, but forget it. It's all about Jay. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it was good. So we, I mean, we a few festivals this summer. We were opening the stage, which is always you know a little cold and nervous to do when people are kind of trickling in and getting out of their tents. But yeah, but it was nice to be. I think we were fourth or fifth on that day. Um, and yeah, with with how short the changeovers were at Reading Leeds and how many bands just kind of they just kind of fire through the acts, so it's pretty 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 efficiently run festival given the magnitude, given the seven eight stages. What's your um, what's your changeover time? That I think that that was just twenty, which it's not a lot when you got to get a band off. Is not well. a lot when you got to get especially a band off. You got to get on yeah. line check. It's not a lot of time at a pub, let alone a especially exactly. when, you're, when you're following Mikey Way. Oh, oh really? really? Yeah. Mikey Way's band was on. Did he still have? Is he still using his short scale Mustang? He was not. Oh, really? <laughs> no, Aww. he wasn't. He was using a jazz bass, I think. I don't know. We only saw it from the back. Oh, wait, oh, Mike, yeah. Mikey Way's the bass player, isn't he? Yeah. So yeah. I was He's thinking got Gerard large Way. silver flake. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mustang yeah. with he the was, speed stripes. What band was one that? Of the Water Parks. Water Parks. Yeah, yeah, they were on before us. I, I don't think he's their full time bassist. I think this, from what I've heard. Their other bass player was injured, so he's doing this tour with them. Okay. Um, somehow, there's a connection with management or something, and. So, uh, set up. so what did you get to use then as backline if you used at that fest I used an Ampeg 810 and then an SVT2 Pro um, and how and does that differ from you play Orange I play Ampeg back home oh, right. um, yeah just have an old classic V4 and then a 610 guitar cab that was modded by the previous owner into a bass cab and it's this big boomy box that has a, a lot of great low and punch so it's it's exactly what I love back home so coming over here you know when we get backline that we take on the entire tour I use an Eden 410 and then an Eden um world traveler 500 which is great but um but not as not the punch that i'm used to as back yeah, home sure. um it's so good. festivals it's, using the a10s it's great Getting yeah back to that very different sound the eden stuff to exactly kind of different yeah but uh, the, new, the, the new series of stuff is really interesting the new valve preamp range that yeah. they're just now sort of starting to put out um Ooh. they've just yeah their, their website has just been updated with the new stuff they okay, brought it nice. to the london base day this year and it's, I, I think it's just about to start hitting sort of retailers and things, but nice. it looks much, much better. So they're doing a, a completely are. solid state version of valve preamp and a double valve preamp. I, I, they explained it but to two, me. Two preamps in there. Yeah, but it's than... like a pre. No, it's like a preamp that goes into a power amp that goes 
back into something. There's there's a diagram of what it does on the top. Okay. But it looks very good. The new stuff looks great. I'm really actually excited and interested in it. If they could just stop putting carpet on the cabs, I would be fully... <laughs> That's, that's your feedback, Ed, when you go, uh, you go and speak to them. Unfortunately, we just had the tour of the factory, so I wish I had more critical info no, back yeah, then. Yeah. But, you know, the, the carpet, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not too thrilled about the carpet as, as I well. I quite like it. I feel like I'll get rug burn whenever I'm picking it up or not, you know. <laughs> but, I, I mean, it's for the 410s are small, they're compact, and they're, for how small they are, they are shockingly loud. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's great. You, and you don't, I didn't have to push the head that much. It was... You well, know, they're the, really the high. Awesome. The, the the three heads that they've got are a, a five hundred, a seven hundred, and a twelve hundred watt head. That's mm. pretty powerful. Yeah, which yeah. is like a a lot of headroom. So I was gonna yeah. say I was using the five hundred, and you know it was never, you know it, it was it was never quiet enough. So it was it was great. Yeah, 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 yeah. How about um for uh, your guitar? What'd you play? So I kind of made my own custom Fender. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever talked about Warmoth on the on the yeah, podcast sure. before. Oh, really? it's, yeah, sure. Yeah, uses Warmoth. It, yeah. I've, I've seen it, and I've seen that you've done that classic uh, punk rock thing of not having a tone control. What? Well, who uses it anyway? <laughs> you know, am I right? Just one more thing to smash well, up my hand. You don't need it. <laughs> it's correct to the year that it was made. It doesn't matter if I don't use it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I picked up just a, a, a white body from them. I can't remember what wood it was. This was five years ago. And I wasn't terribly particular about it anyway um so i did that and then it's cool they mock out the pick guard for you so you can get everything totally customized so i just had yeah the one volume pot um i had the input jack routed out of the side of it um oh, that's threw, a nice mod yeah 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 because then i use you know with the right angle plugs you can just kind of it's just flush right on there yeah um so there's nothing on that plate then other than the volume control yeah just the volume control that's pretty cool yeah i got one of those badass bridges um mm-hmm. And then some more Duncan quarter classic. pounders. Exactly. Oh, right. yeah. This is well. It, I was. I thought when I saw it, that it. I thought at first that it was a Chris Aiken, mm-hmm. but um, have, have you ever seen those? The Squire Chris Aiken P bases. He's the strung out bass player. Gotcha. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the difference between your one, I think yours is maple a maple neck with black block inlays, and it his is. is perloid block inlays. And he has a mirror mm-hmm. plate rather than you. You have a perloid plate, but oh, his gotcha, is. Yeah. Uh, but his is white as well. So other than nice. sort of the, like there's the aesthetic slight features, yeah. slight changes, it's kind of well, what straight I did up like that. for the neck for the neck, I got the um, the Getty Lee base neck. Oh, I really? just picked that up. So I got, I got everything from Warmoth, um, wired it all together myself, and then got a Getty, Getty Lee neck off eBay because you got to have that Fender that's, logo up there. That's and that's nice. It's a, it's a thinner neck, so you can kind of like wrap around it better. It's just more comfortable to play. It's the thinnest, I think. In uh, terms yeah. of like Fender bases, it's probably mm. the thinnest thing they've ever produced. It's like exactly, a, yeah, yeah. It's like a pool cue. Yeah, um, I, I had one for a while, a, a Getty Lee. A yeah, Getty Lee. Do you remember that? Yeah, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't down tune it, um, and still set it up properly because the, the neck was so yeah. sort of thin. So yeah, mm-hmm. get, huh. gave up in the end. But it, it, it's a great bass. It feels great to play the Getty. I was, I was gonna say, and it's that's that's what I love about the most is just how thin, I feel like I'm playing a guitar. So the first time we came over here, May of 2014, 2015, Jay lent us all his gear, which we used, and I used your P-Base, American oh, P-Base? Yeah, yeah, your white yeah, 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 yeah. P-Base. Yeah, and yeah, it, was, yeah. it was great, but I, the first show, when I picked it up, I'm like, I feel like I'm holding a baseball bat. This thing is so <laughs> thick. And that whole tour, it was only like two weeks, that tour, but it was so difficult to get used to, just that difference in neck shape yeah and after that i'm like you know what i'm gonna go through the house and fly fly with my own so, <laughs> so did you bring your stuff with you this time around i did yeah we've been over here three times since then and i've always just brought it everywhere you just carry it up to the plane and say 
your problem your problem now find find a spot um, <laughs> oh, and it's really a not much that better much. idea I've exactly. still got to give you back your smashed up case yeah thanks for that yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a long running saga of Joe borrowing my stuff and breaking it so oh. it's fine it's fine so um, how was Reading for you Reading was great um, Leeds was Leeds was a little bit more messy um I'm not sure. I'm not sure how allow, how much I should get into it. But Leeds was a little more messy. Um, went on a few minutes late just due to a lot of kind of technical issues. Um, great so getting stage into manager running. in great at Reading. I think that that that's where we'll leave it diplomatically. Is that what your official title was? Is that no, how no, you no, got no, it wasn't no, me, no? It wasn't no, me at all. It wasn't it me at all. It was a great oh, stage manager. It was a great stage. It was actually Phil Mills who lives in Brighton. Oh, who, okay. Yeah. Who, yeah. Shout shout out to Phil for take, making things smooth. He made the changeover great. He took care of things well. So that just having that coordination really sets the mood especially with only a 20 minute changeover you really need someone who's yeah. efficient with getting you on getting the other band off um, and Reading was a blast you know a lot of people were there just it's proximity to London everyone, was, everyone said from the beginning Reading will be the more enjoyable festival and it was by a mile it seems to be the one that's picked up the um, like reputation I know it's, it's like an older festival as well isn't yeah. it and then Leeds kind of got tagged yeah, on yeah but, but it's, exactly. it's, it's, it's I, I, I agree but I always thought it's weird because because Reading is a hole and Leeds is a really nice place <laughs> <laughs> it's, it just seems like a way, the wrong way round. It's been a long time since I've been to Reading. Well, I mean, I why would you? I didn't realise it was that close there. to the station. <laughs> <laughs> you so, are, mate. Sorry, Matt. I said I had no idea it was it was so close to Reading Station. I assumed it was co- I, I assumed it was a bit like Glastonbury. In fact, it was called Reading Festival, but it was like miles outside of Reading in some sort of massive farm. Um, but it's like a twenty-minute walk from the station. I was yeah. like, oh, this actually makes it much easier to get to. Um, that's how I uh, how I got there when I went in 2001 I think we got the train so, two, yeah, yeah. Two, 2005 was the last time I went mm, well no yeah. it wasn't last week well yeah last Ooh. week but uh, 2003 oof. was the last time I went really? 99 was the first time 99 I was 12 oh. no I wasn't I was a, no I would have just turned 12 yeah anyway so, so Beach Lang as a whole is there any other interesting gear that you think um, might be worth you know if people have not heard the band and they're, you know, they're super interested in gear and stuff. Is there anything interesting that uh, anyone else in your band plays that it might be worth them checking out? Yeah, certainly. Um, so Ruben and James, they both got the endorsement from Marshall. So back home, they were sent to Marshall's Booze Breakers. Um, oh, made, cool. Made in Milton Keynes custom for them. They shipped them over, and that's all they used back home. Replaced replaced a Vox AC30 and another... Ruben kind of always used just odd amps until they both got them. And it's just it's so nice just having those two flank the stage and just that sound come out it's, it's phenomenal is that is that quite recent because I think any videos I've seen I've always seen that Vox AC30 gotcha yeah that was um, within the past six months I think it was it was right before our tour this past April yeah our, our spring US tour um, how, yeah they got them like right before that tour and just have been using them how about guitars since. guitars James uses an Epiphone Dot um, and Ruben's playing a Gibson Les Paul okay but, um, but Ruben just picked up one of those Fender um I forget what it's called. It's the one with the rosewood through neck, the rose, the rosewood complete neck with the red body. Um, custom. Oh, the, it was like a um, custom one. They that really, like that really rubbish band. Uh, 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 it's a signature model. Is it a signature model? I don't think it's a signature no. model. It was like a, it was like it was a limited Jimmy edition. Well. Yeah, I am. No, it's not. Right. It's not thin. Like, is it telly? No, it's a, it's a strat. Oh, I should have right. said that first. Strat. Yeah, it's a strat. Red Ooh. strat, rosewood neck, all the way okay. through. Okay, it's, it's a solid rosewood neck, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So right, it might okay. be like a custom shop like a thing. One piece. I think it. Was, I think it was a custom shop. Yeah. Um, 
he, he just picked that up, so that's going to be... That was him. They flew back yesterday, and it's there waiting for him, so he's probably been playing it and since the second he landed. Am I right think he was playing, like, a Sonics or something? Like a- Yeah, he was using a Sonics for a while, um, which I think you diagnosed that. You came to our show in Brighton last yeah. May, and I think you were like, that's the really rare one. Yeah, yeah. So um, we did a uh, video on the YouTube channel of, like... Um, the rarest loud motorbikes. No, <laughs> no, wait. The rarest Gibson uh, Les Pauls uh, ever, or rarest Gibsons ever, and that's one of them, basically. Wow. And in a particular color, I can't remember which one it is. He had like a silver. Yeah, yeah that's the one. Like the silver, silver one yeah. is the super rare one. It's and then insane. yeah, came to see you guys, and he was just playing. It. I was like, oh my god, that's never see those. Yeah, he got that for a pawn, from a pawn shop. He got that and um, a Fender. I think Twin Reverb or something four ten for like eight hundred bucks. So wow, seven hundred quid, something like that. Yeah, six fifty. If I remember rightly, there's less than two thousand of those worldwide, it's something insane. like that. So yeah, yeah. cool to see it in the flesh. <laughs> very, very weird indeed. Um, so you talked about the guys using Marshalls. Uh huh. You've recently been to the Marshall factory. Yeah, yeah, um, just last week. And I kind of wonder what that experience was like. It was awesome. So we've been there in the past to pick up our back line, because um, Marshall, again, since they take care of us in the States, they lend us everything over here, so the yep. Marshall and the Eden. Um, so we've been there to pick it up before seeing the showroom, but this time we were kind of like, hey, can we see where you make everything? <laughs> and they walked us through. It was it was cool. So they started us in the carpentry room, which is where you know they, they go through all this several different steps to finish the wood, piece the wood together, sand the wood, and then they send it off to Tolex. Um, and then they do the grills in a separate room. Um, and then they took it to like the kind of the electrical room where it's they have this one giant computer machine that prints out all the motherboards, um, and they just have a slew of employees in there hand wiring everything together, just kind of like pinpoint um, pinpoint soldering all the all the pieces together. A and lot yeah, it's all done all done there. It's incredible. A lot of the models they make there are very much like hand tooled things. You know, mm. it's, obviously the Marshall range encompasses a whole load of stuff and there's all the digital range and stuff which is all made mm. in China and, you know, all the practice amps and everything up through like when they were still doing DSLs and stuff. Yeah, the DSL 40s DSL 40s Yeah, they've done yeah, yeah, yeah and they've and actually 40s. released a handful of limited edition models recently with like a vintage Tolex and stuff. They didn't they do that? They did that last year, didn't they? No, it was the, uh, that was just a little bit before that. They've been out for a little while. Uh, white, They did a white, a stealth and black, black one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, all the stuff that's made uh, in Milton Keynes, I guess, is the prestige stuff, isn't it? And they Exactly, yeah. Did they talk through the custom ordering process? Because I know it's one thing that people don't know that much about Marshall is you can basically order anything. If yeah. You, if you want a JTM 45, but in purple, you can get that. Mm-hmm. Did they did they speak about that much? They didn't get too into it. Um, but when we walked into the showroom, they have a big photo booth set up, and they were taking pictures of something they just made, like with red Tolex, something they made with blue Tolex, something they had, like custom grill cloth on, like a kind of like the, the cover art of the record for whichever band they were they were setting up for. But um, and that's where I was made aware that a company of that size can still mock up anything. They still have that much control. Yeah. And when we saw how everything is so personally pieced together, it makes sense that it's. You know, might as well give that option. So you mentioned that they spoke a little bit about Jim Marshall um, yeah. when he was still around, just heading down to the factory floor and putting some stuff together. Exactly. And then, like, yeah. So he was. Yeah. But until he died, it. he was. He was still. He was still piecing together amps himself. It was great. It's pretty awesome. Really. And there was, amazing. It was cool. Right, right in the front of the building was his old office, and he used to just sit in there and smoke cigars all, all day, every day. <laughs> and you know, he passed away in 2012, and we went in there now just to kind of take a look they turned it into a conference room and it's still reeked of smoke <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not like yeah like like your grandpa's house who's been smoking his whole life it was 
that'll that'll be in that room forever. Yeah, so that was that was cool. I bet they're not really doing anything with that room either. Imagine it's like a little shrine. Well, they yeah they kind of they kind of put it in a big conference desk, but they said they don't use it too often. Right. But it was cleaned up from his previous messy desk that they were saying. Right. Which I thought I, I was surprised they kind of didn't yeah, want to keep that, that as a shrine. Yeah. yeah. I think it's cool that so much, so many elements of that uh, part of the business are kind of still retained. Really, you know, like the hand mm. building of the amps, and certainly the, the finally doing some legacy models that you know people want. You know, uh, looking at the JTM forty fives and JCM eight hundreds and Silver Jubilees and stuff. They're actually listening to to kind of feedback, um, which I think has been a been a problem. That as with all these companies, you know, they're striving to find the next big hit, and actually a lot of the time, people want something. That, that they, they that can't get any more that's yeah, super cool yeah. you know so. yeah and that's like I mean one of the things that we've always gone on about is like obviously you've got the, the blues breakers and stuff the um, the 1974X which is the smaller one is just like a blues breaker that you can kind of carry about and like use at home and huh. like because that's fa- that's a fairly recent amp I think isn't it yeah you, and only like in a hand wired yeah version like if they made that just a factory line standard model oh man they would mop up yeah indeed indeed yeah um that sounds like a super cool experience it, it was it was yeah a, co- a company of that level being able to see how it's done was was surreal it was really it was gorgeous yeah i good bet time. i bet um should we do some news yeah that sounds good to me um first up <coughs> oh, sorry it's because there's four of us i'm yeah, throwing no, off no. go on then do the news <laughs> jingle this New. is this is the only reason we keep them around. News. There we that go. Was done. <laughs> <laughs> Got stolen out from under you. That's perfect. Thank you, Ed. That's, right back. Right back to you. Right back to you, Joe. Been replaced. It's done now. That, it's done. So first okay. up, Reverend have announced a brand new line of guitars, the Sensei uh, Humbucker Limited Editions. Matt Knight, have you got the details on the uh, new newest guitar from the brand that's kind of uh, mopping up at the moment? Yeah, um, so limited edition uh, Sensei. So Sensei, for people who don't know, but know Reverend, is their kind of like pointy double cut uh, Les Paul-esque guitar, I suppose. Um, Usually with a hard tail. Also, what Um, the turtle's called Splinter. No, Shredder. (laughs) No, No, Splinter, Splinter. you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, Anyway, um, so yeah, the Sensei Humbucker. uh, Flame maple top. Um, but every year they do a one limited run uh, and this year the Sensei got that and it's coming in a limited edition purple burst with a flame maple top but they've oh, also man. decided to put a Bigsby on it as well um, it looks so super, yeah it, it, do you know what it looks like it looks a little bit like um, I forget whose signature model it was there was like a Yamaha or something that had pointy cutaways uh, was like hollow body and had a, a Bigsby on it Johnny, not, Johnny A, no. maybe? No, you, you, nice Johnny try, A nice had guy. a signature Gibson. Oh, uh, that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, it's kind of uh, and got, yes, it does look a bit like that, yes. It's got that sort of vibe. And as you'd expect, you know, the Reverend stuff is super cool. And it, yeah. it seems like every year, uh, every year, every week, we're talking about a new cool thing from Reverend at the moment. They, they are sort of. They're the electro harmonics of 2016. Yeah. Do you well, know what I realise? They're doing the right thing at the moment, great. aren't they? They're kind of making designing guitars you know in America but sending them to really qualified factories they're not just like farming them out to like a huge factory where they're being like mass produced Uh, and I think it's key with Reverend is that every guitar then gets shipped back to the US where they're all checked it's like a lot of companies you know anyone 
you know, if we really wanted to, I'm sure we could find a factory in China and get them to build us a load of guitars. Problem is that we'd probably end up shipping them straight to a dealer, which means they never get checked and the quality control inevitably kind of dips. Yeah. But with these, they don't ship anything out that they haven't checked. And and what I really liked was that every single one is hand-signed as well. So everyone on the back is hand-signed by someone at Reverend in, oh, that's in the States. Cool. Do we know yeah. um, on the spec on this, do we know what the humbuckers are in there? That's just the Reverend ones that they've designed. Um, okay. I can't remember what they call it, but it, they're Reverend designed ones. Um, but it features the unique um, base contour control, which is their kind of like individual um, sort of tone shifting control that no other guitar has, which I think just goes through like a slightly different capacitor to a normal tone control and just gives you a little bit more control over the... Um, over the base end but the you know you get all modern features dual action truss rod graphite nut locking tuners you know and a guitar locking that's tuners is a touch yeah i mean 1099 us three price so that's probably going to be about 899 i think yep yeah once I, they I, land in the uk i did have a uk price actually i don't know um i'll, I'll dig it out if people are interested um oh, well ask done. on the facebook group and I'll, I'll find it but they look fantastic they look they don't look too dissimilar from the new yamahas that came out no the, the uh the retro vibe retro vibe rev rev star that's Where the I get one retro vibe from i don't know um, i mean the thing matter. about they them is great. that they do generally feel really nice yeah i mean i think that's the thing then those necks are like that kind of nice satin neck they're a little bit chunky you know they just they do just feel right and the um, um the purple is one of the best finishes i've ever seen oh no, the yeah. purple and the green to be honest the green looks great the but, green's got a proper sort of old like 60s burnsy sort of vibe to it really I'm really, really nice. into it the problem is with that, like Green's a weird colour no, for guitars. No, a great colour. That sort that, of green is a weird colour no, for guitars. No, no. Sorry, you know I'm too quiet colour? again. You are very quiet. Okay. Sorry. Um, it's, uh, green Burst is probably the best finish. Green Burst? No, yeah, yeah. no it's got to be a solid green. Well, Seafoam. Surf No, green. not light green. Yeah, dark greens. Here's, here's a tip. If you own a guitar brand or a guitar shop, don't make green guitars because they never sell. They never yes, sell. They do. They, they do don't. Sherwood green, probably the best colour in the uh, Fender catalog. <laughs> what's wrong with they you? Do, they do not sell. They what never. They never about? sell. Never sell. That's why the um uh the who the Sonic Youth. Lee, oh, Ren- Lee Ronaldo. One. Lee Ren- Ronaldo. 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 Was uh, in Sherwood Green or something, and they discontinued it because it never sold. Yeah, Great you're, a, guitar. you're a fool. No one likes green. Anyway, um, Friedman Amplification have announced a brand new pedal, the BEOD. Oh, yes. This is it's cool. What is uh, it? Well, Matt's, I'm sure, going to talk about the pedal. I'm, I'm just saying it's it's great that Friedman are kind of interested. I mean, it's it's a Marshall in a box, isn't it? Yes. It's, it's, it's the same. We, it, we know what it's going to be because uh, uh, well, of what Friedman, Friedman do. in a box. We it's just a Friedman <laughs> in a box, yeah. But, you know. But it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's less than £200. It's, I, I think it's wicked. Matt, well, give Matt, us, give us the lowdown. So these were announced sort of or they were kind of teasered I suppose at Winter Nam um, and they take the probably one of the best sounding amps I've heard in a long time the BE100 Friedman head uh, and reduce it into a box and the thing about the Friedman head is it's £3,199 I think if I remember rightly or £2,999 and 100 watts and 3 channels so like as amazing as it sounds it's also completely unusable to, to <laughs> most people um, and this is basically a condensed version into a box now I think it's just kind of really clever because you can sort of basically build an amplifier in a pedal 
because where you'd normally have valves you just replace them with transistors that do a similar sort of thing so if you're clever about the way you design the circuit the drive and everything can respond in exactly the same way that it would with an amplifier so effectively now you're getting that same sound but in a smaller pedal i suppose the only different thing is that you're not going into you might be going into a 112 or a 212 not necessarily a 412 or any cab that's going to be pushing out any sort of sort of major air but if you want that kind of effectively like modified high gain marshall sound that's basically it's there to give it to you do you know what the i'd like to run control i'd like does. to ab this with the the marvel drive i think yeah. which control the tight tight is it I like think it's probably yeah. res- it's probably the same thing as resonance. So where you've got presence, which does all your top end sparkle, so that comes after the tone stack to put all the treble back in, that then is there to tighten up the low end. So it's also the same control resonance control on like the EVH fifty one fifty hundred stealth, and yeah, it basically tightens up the bot bottom end because it can just get too flubby with too much gain yeah. and I think ultimately that's the big problem with those especially when you're running through like a 412 for example if you're using the head uh, it can just sound a bit too boomy in the bottom yeah. end and that's just there to kind of tighten that well, that's pretty good up. a six you know a six control amp in a box that's pretty thorough yeah you'll be yeah. able to really kind of you know hone your own sound out of that and uh, hand-wired in America, as far as I'm aware, that'll, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sense. sure they're built in the same. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're built in the same factory they built in the. They built the amps. So the amps are built by a company called Boutique Amplifier, Boutique Amplifiers, or Boutique Amplified Nation, or something like that, where they effectively build several different amp brands in one factory. Um, so kind of similar to the way that Marsh, um, the oranges are built. That you know, Orange and Ashdown used to be built in the same factory. Um, so yeah, done a similar way to that. Ed, we never asked you about pedals. How could we have not done that on the Guitar Nerds podcast? It's the only thing that we talk about, apparently. I was I was assuming we'd get to it later. Yeah, okay. Well, we missed it. So, um, mm. what do you guys do uh, for for pedals? So, I use a Sans amp. Um, as every bass player you've ever spoken to does. Just um, the standard bass driver. Thing. Yep. Yeah. yeah, standard bass driver. Um, from there into a Fuzz Rosa's Grey Stash, which is a local nice. guy in New Jersey. Yeah, I mean, he has some pretty pretty big notoriety, Yeah, um, which is great. And what's so great about that Fuzz, it has um, a mids control. So for bass, you can really kind of cut through. Um, and then I sent that to a BBE Sonic Stomp, which is a Sonic Maximizer pedal. Yep. Um, I've had it for years. I only just brought it back out this summer for this tour because I got a pedal board. So I just kind of, I had the room, so I pieced it together. Gives me extra definition, really like cuts through the mix. It's a, a great pedal. They're, they're, um, and does that stay on all the time then? I'm sorry? Does that stay on all the time? It does. There are a few songs where I play fuzz all the way through um, instead of just triggering it. So when usually for that, I'll, I'll kill it just because it kind of gives it more of like a, a high-end kind of twangy type fuzz. I haven't right. fully dialed it in, um, and it's coming over here at first using it at home. I'm still trying to figure it out um, between the different rigs. But um, So I'll only kill it when, if it's a song that's strictly fuzz. Um, gotcha. But but yeah, I mean, Sans Am's always on fuzz for, for at discretion, and then... You know the Sonic stop, Sonic stomp throughout the, you know throughout the show mostly. Are you DIing out of the DI or are you DIing out of the amp? Usually? I'm not. I've never liked the tone of the DI out of the Sans amp. It's That's just what you always, always said as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, too, it, too much. It was just it was just always like too dry, too twangy, and mm. it I always hated it. And sound, I mean, sound guys love it because it's one less thing that they have to do. They just plug right in. So the way I rigged up my pedal board, I kind of pushed my power supply right up against the sand <laughs> so there's no way they can get in there and they'll oh like they'll still always look and be like 
oh, can I take it from there? And it's like, no, of course not. <laughs> I think, I mean, of course it's not. because everyone knows what they sound like. I think that's the, uh, that's the key true. thing. It's exactly. like if you were a sound engineer doing different bands every night and you see a sans amp, you'd just be like, yeah, I know how that's going to sound. So it's I probably, go back to the desk yeah. and just EQ it the same every time. It's probably the the most constant piece of equipment that sound engineers see is the yeah. sans amp. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I can understand from that point. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. Um, so that's that's my pedal board setup. Um, Ruben's endorsed by Empress Pedals. So he has cool. a bunch of different things from them. Um, he uses their overdrive pedal. He has a buffer. He has their super delay. He has their super reverb. Um, James uses their overdrive their super driver as well um as well as a fuzz Rosa's dark driving which is just kind of like an extra boost he clicks that on and off um and then yeah i think we all use tu2s um, of course but we're thinking about i think Rubin's thinking about getting a, a polytune what do you uh, bad, uh, bad choice yeah, yeah bad what, do you, choice, what do you guys man. think bad choice i think <laughs> you're, you're asking the wrong crowd here <laughs> okay. i think uh, yeah. i love the tu2 yeah T- i mean i'm not tu3 i heard the tu3s crapped out sooner really i heard they hmm. they weren't yeah. as um bunch of lies yeah <laughs> is that yeah okay. we should at this point mention that matt uh works for boss so okay. uh, hey, great that's great if anyone's going to give you the uh the lowdown on i was just about to applaud you guys for not having your foot in any camp but, uh, <laughs> but evidently not we're, we're fully impartial except for when boss comes up and then we actually give him a harder time yeah, to definitely. really wind matt up so gotcha. uh, well matt no disrespect but i have heard that the tu3s um lose their computing tuning power sooner I've heard I've heard really? of more TU3s breaking out sooner than TU2s. Um, really? I think what that is is the TU2 is so good. The TU3 is excellent, mm-hmm. but the TU2 is probably the best pedal ever made. Do you remember when I to the TU3W? You know, oh yeah, get the TU3W. I haven't even heard of this. What's yeah. this? It's, it's a, a it's a uh, the new Wazacraft version of the TU3. So it's a which it's a black tuner pedal with a really high end analog buffer in it. Wow, it's also okay about 200 quid for a tuner oh, but damn. they're very good though very, oh, very good. good that's true uh, well hey maybe once I mean I've had my same tuner for 7 years now TU2 I'm, so I know a guy in the UK yeah. who can sort you out don't worry oh yeah 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 well, <laughs> Matt do you, uh, I'm glad do you, I came on do you remember no. when I uh, when I did the test to destru- destruction on the TU3s? Yeah, we can't. We shouldn't talk about that now because we're probably going to reshoot that again for. Oh, are we? For we're going to shoot that again. Yeah, yeah. All right, great. Yeah, fine. Next time we do it, let's not let's put, not take the battery. Put it in a jug of beer with the battery in. That's yeah. what the problem was. That's why it blew up. Yeah, exactly. Right. Anyway, um, can I just ask? Did someone drink the beer afterwards? Yes. Okay. Maybe. Sure. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh. Maybe. <laughs> You're Brit. <laughs> a, a whole jug of beer. So one last bit of news, um, and you guys might have to help me out on the pronunciation of this. I'm going with... Ball Ball gag. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like ball gag. Balagua? So, Bal- ball, if Bal- you go Bal- to this company's... They're, oh, they're from PA, Ed. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I was going to ask if it was French. And it was they're from Phoenixville. Phoenix, no, Phoenixville, Pennsylvania? Yeah. That's right near where I, I was living for years. I'm going with Balagua. No, Bal- it's Balagua. website. It actually links you to... Uh, pronounce this name on YouTube and it's someone saying it in Spanish and I can't understand what Bal- it is. Oh, if, it, if, it's, if it's Spanish, it'll be Balaguer. Balaguer. Okay, Balaguer. let's go yeah, I think Balaguer. it does sound a bit like Balaguer. These are cool guitars um, and funny enough, because we were talking about uh, Reverend, they basically do a very, very similar thing. Um, but they're even so- more affordable. Yeah, well, this is the weird thing. So they, um, yeah, Phoenixville... Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania? Philadelphia? Yeah, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Um, So, yeah, they they design the guitars there, but they're built in a factory in Korea by a team of 15 people, I think they said. 15 or 12 people, I think I read. Um, Or you can have one built in America. They only build 12 a year. Wow. Um, Yeah. Um, The guy... Oh, I love the headstocks. Yeah, it's a relatively new company. I think you said you started them in 2009. Um, And, yeah... They are like awesome looking guitars, and their new one is the Semi Custom series. That's the um, we should mention. That's the news item they've just introduced. Uh, mm. Introduced? <laughs> they've just introduced. They've just introduced. No, keep it. The um, oh well, uh, they've introduced the Semi Custom series, which is kind of halfway between their two existing ranges. Yeah, so it's like not the cheapest one built in their Korean factory, and it's not the one built in America, but it's built by like more experienced people in Korea. Wow, um, that is that is complex. Yeah, I mean this the the factory in Korea have been building guitars since 1985, um, so they've got quite a lot of experience in in making these instruments. So you get once again you get nice high quality, and similar to the Reverend thing, they're all shipped back to America before they're sent out to the dealers so you so, kind of get high quality control so if this this these guitars are built in korea by a guitar factory that's been producing guitars since 1985 so basically they're coming out of the old fender they're coming out of the old squire factory is what we're saying <laughs> well they could, they could i mean Probably the thing is there's, not is the answer to that <laughs> you know there's i mean there's the video um from a while ago with chapman guitars and they're going around the world guitars factory and you know you'll see about six or seven other brands all being built yeah, in the same sure. factory yeah yeah, yeah. And it's the same I, I think it's the same where um you get like a lot of headphones and things built in china you know they're obviously several companies build their headphones in the same factory because you effectively just give a spec to a factory don't you, and you build yeah. them i think the key thing with all of these is the fact they get shipped back to america um Oh, before they go out these are because it's so it would be so easy to send hundreds of guitars out to dealers without being checked and obviously probably maybe quite a high rate of them would not be up to standard whereas being able to check them again just means that you kind of filter all of that out so I'm four four body shapes is yeah, that right yeah the thicket I'm really into which is their telly I uh, really like this style the T style there's a $900 that's it yeah. with a four month 
lead time, which is quite long. That is quite long. But, you know, if you, I guess if you're going for something like this, because it is like, so there's some custom options and stuff, isn't there, in terms of finishes oh, yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, I really like, and you'll have to remind me of the name, the one that sort of looks like a off fender offset, but with humbuckers. The Growler. growler. The Growler. <laughs> have you seen my Growler? Um... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, everyone go and check out... Get onto a web browser and go and check out The Growler. Don't um, put that into Google. <laughs> Don't type in... Yeah, no. The Balag- Balaguer... Guitars. Ball growler. Gag Growler. Yeah, put in Ball Gag Growler and uh, we let's see probably, uh, what We should probably up. actually say how you actually spell the name so people it, can yeah, actually... Says, yeah. B A L A G U E R Balaguer guitars. Balaguer. This, this is from your home state. Do you know this person? You know, so so while while you gents were talking, I did some I did some Facebook research. We have a few mutual friends, so I just want to give a shout out to the local company. Uh, Phoenixville is really close to where I grew up, really close to where I've lived for years in Philadelphia. Um, nice small town, so it's nice to see something make make an international press well, over here. You know, don't worry about these big companies that are uh, yeah. wooing you for stuff, then uh, just go for yeah. Balaguer. Get yourself I a ball gag. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Cheers, Joe. Um, uh, we should get them to listen to this podcast and send you hate mail. I think that's how it works. I really like the guitars. Yeah, the guitars are very good. I think that, that offset, the uh, growler, is, um, is phenomenal. Should we do brand of the week? Oh, I'm into the... Uh, Oh no, go on, let, let, go, go on, on Matt. Matt. I was going to say they, we also missed out the Hyperion, which is their kind of RD artist. So it's one of the only companies oh actually doing a RD shape. That and they only amazing. do it in one color. They only do it in one color, and oh, it all they comes back brown to yeah. gloss, yeah, color. foam green. Oh, oh really? No, it's silver. Green. The silver burst. Silver burst. Really? Oh, it's the not ultimate. an option on their website anymore. The ultimate of all colors. Yeah. Still, see, right. glossy from green is is even better. Sounds very good. Very oh. good. Let's do brand of the week, Joe Branton. <clears throat> brand of the week. There we go. I like this. Ed, can you be on every week and then Joe never has to sing? Ed's cutting in. Yeah. <laughs> what time? What time would this be for you? I guess it'd be like. It doesn't matter. It doesn't two, work. Two o'clock or something. No, five hours back. So uh, four, four. Or six. What time is it? Nine? Nine. Okay, yeah, nine. Yeah, yeah. We'll just get you on the Skype. It's fine. Joe Branton, who's um, who's Brand of the Week this week? This week on Brand of the Week, we're going to talk a bit about uh, Kiesel guitars, who we have mentioned previously on the podcast. We spoke about them a bit a couple of weeks ago. I spoke about their custom shop when, in answer to a question, I think someone was looking for for something uh, within a certain amount of money and I suggested them and and yeah that made me want to come back to them and talk to them about uh, talk about them in the brand of the week because of course last last week we took a bit of a turn from the um, discontinued old 60s brands you'd be doing a lot of pawn shop guitars yeah yeah and uh, and and we moved away from that and we did uh, Strandberg who are very very modern lots of fan fretted extended range 7-8 strings um, headless you know, sort of super modern guitars, and kind of sticking with that theme, I thought I'd talk about Kiesel, uh, also known as Carvin guitars. Okay. So Carvin, I, I obviously have heard the name Kiesel because yeah. they're, you know, there's been a lot of, um, you know, they keep popping up recently. Carvin is a name that I know from a long time mm-hmm. ago. Um, well, that's primarily yeah. from amps, actually. Yeah, yeah with yeah, the, the Steve Vai signature mm-hmm. and a few other bits and pieces. Um, so, what's the connection? Well, the the company was Kiesel originally. Okay. So they started seventy years ago, and they were making um, they were making like mandolins and folk instruments, things like that. And uh, the fellow who set it up, uh, Lowell Kiesel, um, yeah, was making all all of those sorts of things. And I don't actually think the Carvin end of that i can't remember exactly when i think carvin turned up in the in the 
in like the late 50s or early 60s and then started making sort of the guitar end of those okay. things and it wasn't and, and essentially what happened is Kiesel and Kiesel became carving guitars okay. at the height of the 80s when carving were of course making amps they were doing very well then and at that time carving had started to introduce uh, a custom shop for guitars they invented a, a business practice which I'll talk about in a bit which made them very unique and it's actually only last year that they changed the, the name back to Kiesel in, in honour of the, okay, uh, the so original founder carving guitars what doesn't exist anymore no they, well, this is the thing you, you read about them and they're like yeah change the name back to Kiesel in 2015 it's like yeah it still says carving all over your website in fact you can choose whether the guitar you, you get made by them says carving or Kiesel really so I'm really really it's, it seems a little bit muddy sort of where that is but but I, I think it was kind of like a, a bit of a in honour of the founder of this we're now going back to the name Kiesel yeah. anyway so what makes them unique is Carvin Kiesel um, cut out the middleman they cut out all shops and that sort of thing because I know they used to have like distributors and mm. shops and yeah that's right they came up with a whole new way of sort of doing business they, they, they've always had a custom shop since the 80s in fact and they've tried all sorts of things their, their range of guitars is very very broad um, but they went exclusively with this uh, three or four years ago, really when sort of, uh, I guess, um, the internet has given them the ability to do this without... without sell direct yeah. and be able to promote the guitar. Probably more promotion than they'd get if they were in shops, to be honest. Because well, this is what they're saying. Because they do this directly, also they're able to... Um, they, they, they're able to charge effectively half the price yep. that, that it would be. So the great thing about Carvin Kiesel guitars is that you can custom up your own Kiesel carving bass or guitar for if you made a really posh one like maybe $1500 what yeah yeah if you if you keep everything quite standard on there and you're quite careful in your in your options you could do one for $900 Really? A custom built one for $900 do, and they build them in the states do they that's right yeah yeah so they're all I think it's sand Diego, yep. I think Saint it's Diego. San Diego. Yes, yep. a whale's vagina. I think it's there, but um, uh, I can't remember exactly. It's it's either that or San Francisco, and I okay. can't be bothered to look. Okay, good. I'm glad you're there. Very with the different info. bits, but yes, yeah, yeah. So, um, and and yeah, they're uh, um, so yeah, so a really cool custom shop. They do also do they they make guitars anyway that aren't necessarily part of the custom shop, and they sell those in. They have like a off the peg. Uh, sort of line of guitars as well so you can get things a little bit quicker their turnaround is really quick as well you're looking at like two months wow. what that's it's yeah. mental it's, yeah. it's unbelievable i got one spec'd up recently did you and it's quick yeah it's unbelievable so they do they wait have, what you've ordered one we just spec'd one I, up I, I, I spec'd one up and actually I'm going to talk you through up. the custom shop builder in okay there. Yeah, and then on, uh, after I saw animals as leaders I was like I really want Ting Toshin Abassi's new eight string. Yeah. I was like, that guitar is so awesome. It looks like a spaceship, and I want it. <laughs> it is great. That is what we want from guitars. But they have uh, they have a guitars in stock in stock side of their website, and they're all they're, they're still all weird. They're still all custom shops. They're just ones that they fancied making. So, for yeah. example, the first one on here is in uh, a color uh, called Kiesel Racing Green. Which is probably the best colour I've ever seen. Again with the green. Oh, that's what it's I'm a, saying. It's a real slime green. It's essentially vibe. slime green, but yeah, it's it's a slime green, um, you know, sort of super strat style guitar. 
and it's it's less than oh because because they've built it and it's not for anyone they're knocking two hundred dollars off of it so you can get it for nine hundred ninety nine dollars which is amazing and they have there's loads of stuff on here loads of different things fan fret things headless things basses guitars everything you could possibly want in the guitars in stock so you could just peruse there save yourself averagely between two and three hundred dollars saved on every model that's uh, pre-built but uh, the thing that I really like is their custom shop, um, which I think I should talk everyone through. We, we have time for me to do a, yeah, a yeah, sure. So you can go to their website, which is Kiesel. Kiesel is spelled uh, K-I-E-S-E-L uh, guitars dot com. Um, go on there and have a look and if you click on guitars or basses if you're that way inclined and you can um, flick through all of their base models essentially the 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 starting point the body shape uh, that you'll go for and they have loads not very creatively named they have an a series a k series a v series um but loads and loads of stuff i mean i'm flicking through what do you reckon 30 40 maybe, uh, they're, maybe wait, more. they're all just starting options yeah, those are just the body shapes maybe 50 maybe what are we on now 50 his stars maybe 50 oh and now we're on to hollow Hol- bodies <laughs> and uh and acoustic so i don't know what you, you reckon 60 there's probably 60 there, body shapes there 60 there body might shapes. be 100 guitars there who knows well certainly basses is as big so um, and, and they do they do modern stuff. There's it's some only traditional shapes, though. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, they do actually do traditional stuff as well, which is quite nice. And you right. can spec something up to be traditional. But just just to give you an example, I'll, I'll talk you through sort of quickly so how great. this is going. I'm going to select I'm going to select a guitar. I'll select the AM6, which is just a um, a relatively sort of straight up. That one um, looks like it's made out of a railway sleeper. Yes, that one does. <laughs> now, when you select a guitar, you can go onto the guitar builder. This is quite uh, quite rudimentary. The the actual guitar builder side of things because it's all text-based but it's fine you can sort of go through and pick what you want so you can choose in most cases a right or left-handed version that'll be the first thing that you uh, that you select uh, from then you can select your your body and neck woods um, you can select uh, maple neck and an alder body as the as the standard with no extra money but of course if you want you know ash koa um, you can go koa neck and body you can have black limber um, neck and body, like there are there are loads. There's like, like a maple neck with a walnut body, and and these are all between fifty and a hundred dollars on top of your starting price. The well, the cover is an extra five hundred bucks. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see that. Um, yeah, and then you have a top wood option as well. You can also choose bindings if you want. So that's that's sort of just your first um, your first step. Then you've got an option of a top coat, and then you choose between standard finishes. Um, and they also have uh, translucent colours on there as well, bursts, um, and you can also do the back separately if you want. All four, by the looks of it, some of the colours are free upgrades between $30 and $400 ranging, but they have uh, some amazing colours, including the Kiesel Racing Orange and Racing Green, which are two of my favourites. Matt, you'll be very pleased to know that in translucent colours, they do have a translucent pearl pink which is one of the coolest looking that sounds uh, colors very good, I yeah. have ever seen. But they've got, I mean, so we're, we're not even on spec yet. You get to the neck, uh, headstock and fingerboard options. Oh my word. And you can choose between like, you can choose different five or seven piece neck constructions. As in you can choose what the sandwich is. Right. Which is bonkers. 
Um, so what we're saying is essentially a lot of customization. Yeah, sorry, I know this is going on a little bit, but um, there, well, there's a lot to choose from. Yeah, you choose you choose fingerboard radius, you choose frets, you choose side dots, you choose the inlay material. Oh, by the way, inlay inlay material. Yes, you can get Kiesel Racing Green Block inlays. No one wants that. That everyone wants that. That's no exactly what that. I put on my spec. Um, but and then you know you choose the pickups, the pickup color, um, and you can choose sort of. Custom can you get spec racing green pickup covers? Oh, I really hope so. Hardware, strings, some miscellaneous bits and bobs. Anyway, so I, I haven't really selected very much going through. I've kept it relatively standard, and this guitar is $1,259. Handbill in the US of A. Yeah. Ridiculous. So so that's kind of... Yeah, sorry that one went on a little bit, but I really do recommend everyone going on to kieselguitars.com and just mocking themselves up, whatever they want. Yes, they're a very modern company. Great if uh, you're into modern guitars or even people who are into PRS and things like that. But I also think there are some cool traditional options on there. And I mean, there's there's 50 different guitar shapes. There is something for everyone should on there. You should find something. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Should we do some questions? Questions. Questions. Damn it. <laughs> um, Jay, are there any questions from the live Amplify chat? There is, yeah. There, there was a couple of questions, actually. Okay. Um, the first question... Have we got, have we got anything for Ed? We do, actually, yes, kind of, indirectly, kind of, but I think probably one that you could probably answer. Um, So Joe in the chat uh, says, not overly relevant to the current chat, I actually disagree, Um, but do you guys have any tips for having two guitarists in the band? A lot of the time we get uh, too much volume and it doesn't, but it doesn't sound great. So yeah, how how does Beach Slang go about having the two guitars and having them cut through enough so that there's enough definition between the two you know that's a little bit of a difficult question to answer because i'm on stage and not in the crowd hearing it sure um i think the the start would be and i would assume you do this is flank the amps on each side of the stage um if they're next to each other on top of each other it's just it's just gonna be a wall of sound that's just mush um i would assume you've already started with that um and chances are if you're only basing this off what it sounds like from the stage where you're playing it's probably not as bad as you think in the crowd because once those once those amps cone out and you're you're standing out 10 15 feet away from the band it's you can hear more definition than you'd probably suspect being on stage a foot or two away um and you've all played in two piece two guitar, bands with two guitars yeah. correct mm-hmm. so yeah you i mean what do you all think i mean i guess th- this comes up every now and again and one of the best things that you can do if you like if you can uh is is have one like, have different style guitars so with you guys it works quite well because mm-hmm. although you're both playing uh, although James and Ruben are both playing humbucker guitars James has obviously got the big resonant gonna, he's got the, uh, the, dot, the, dot, the yeah. semi hollow body yeah. and then Ruben's playing a, a Les Paul traditional so it's like it's it's all like chug but it's all like mm-hmm. you know, it's very very chunky sounding they're very different tones yeah so absolutely. That, that's, that's another thing is, of course yeah. and that's like the best thing you can do as far as I'm concerned is, is just try and Try and have two very different setups. Uh, so, like, if you if you can get away with one person using single coils and one person using humbuckers, then that is the best way to get uh, the most amount of definition for the least amount of hassle. I think. Yeah, tonal variation. I think yeah. that's that's key. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two different amps um, and people playing different things as well. I think a lot of the time, sure. it's like yeah. you get to a lot of two guitar bands, and it is cool to hear that like that big wall of sound of two guitars just hitting power chords, you know, exactly the same. Um, 
but they don't sound any different. If what you're looking for is like separation, then just make the guitars play different things. I think is yeah, kind of the basic sure. yeah, yeah. thing. So, any more questions from from Amplify? Um, there was another question, which is a bit more of a, I guess, a personal question. Uh, where I think how do we put up with Joe Brandon every week? Well, yeah, isn't it just? No, yes, Joe, I do I... shave it. No, <laughs> oh, I thought you were great, man. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, we had a question from uh, Harry, I think it was earlier. I've lost it now. Um, he just wanted to know what um, what acoustics we play, what we recommend, uh, because he doesn't hear us talk about them very much. We never talk about we our don't. acoustic guitars. We're not guitars. very acoustic-y. Um, Matt Knight, do you want to talk about your acoustic guitar first? Yeah. Um, so I've owned a few, and I've still stuck with the main acoustic guitar I bought in two. No, earlier than that. Yeah, no, 2001, I think, or 2000. I bought a Garrison G4 acoustic um, from the shop that I worked in at the time every Saturday. And it's Canadian built. They don't make them anymore. Um, All solid woods. And I took it to college when I moved to Brighton and absolutely everyone played it. It got smashed around and it just made it sound really warm and really lovely. And you just you only get that from conti- continually playing an acoustic guitar um, and the only guitar that I've ever come gro- close to sounding amazing as this one is a the Taylor 8 string baritone that I played oh once. that was so weird yeah well because it had obviously the D and the G were doubled up and then everything was baritone so it sounded like amazing and open and, and lovely um, but I've, I've every time I own an acoustic or pick up another acoustic I just think the one I've got now is just too good and I'd, I'd never ever buy another acoustic I think really. what body shape is the acoustic you have? Uh, it's just a dreadnought it's just a dreadnought shape so great for rhythm uh, works well for kind of some lead playing finger picking that kind of covers all of that it's not as bright because it's not like a kind of maple top or anything like that so it doesn't cut through in the top end um, for like finger picking um, but I like that because if you go for like some people get like a, a full mahogany acoustic um, and the problem with that is that then they're too for me they're too boomy so yeah. then they don't cut through as well, as well. Too, too so dark. for me like dreadnought kind of just works that's why I really like the uh, Martin D18 um, because it's just a good mix of kind of that classic sort of warm Martin sound but it's in a dreadnought shape so it cuts through a little bit more as well Definitely. Joe Branton, what do you use? Uh, I really like small-bodied acoustics. I really like parlours. At the moment, I've got an Epiphone Caballero. Oh, yeah, I forgot that you had that. Um, Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was the the first... It's a reissue of the first guitar that Epiphone made after they were bought by Gibson. Um, And, yeah, they're they're super cool. Little parlour guitars with, like, a rosewood binding on them in uh, sort of uh, all mahogany. They're great. Um, But... If I was buying again, uh, I'd stick with Parlour, but um, I'd be stuck between Simon and Patrick. They introduced a series called Trek, yep. uh, which were all uh, Canadian uh, solid woods. And spruce, spruce, I think. Spruce, yeah, thank you. Um, but uh, they made them affordable by not finishing it. Anything the rosette is burnt on, on rather than being uh, designed on there. And they released a Folk, a Parlour, and probably a dreadnought i'm not sure um and oh no maybe it was a jumbo and they're all 299 uh all of them but and so absolutely brilliant and the other one is is faith i really like the faith stuff. i was gonna say the faith parlor guitars are very good yeah so i went over to their factory in wales recently and um 
uh, and and had a look around and tried out a load of their stuff. And they uh, yeah they're uh, they do a series a series they called Naked, which is very much their take on the Simon and Patrick. Well, I think they came out slightly before the Simon and Patrick tracks actually, but it's it's, it's the same sort of thing. And I love that idea on an acoustic, just a no nonsense. I, I don't really like just a utility guitars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but then if you've got all the money in the world, buy a Gibson L1. Yeah. Yeah, or a little blues master or something. Yeah. Really nice. Jay Cross, do I need to ask about your acoustic guitar? I've got this, uh, this great guitar, uh, which uh, I got about, about uh, I when, don't know, six or seven years ago. When from, you say got? Yeah, I got from... Um, I, there, was this, there was this period of time, a friend of mine... Good friend of mine. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. But uh, I think he, your friend he, really hates it when people like bang on the table. He uh, uh, he he needed help moving house, and uh, he couldn't afford to get anybody with a van, and so he needed his mate with uh, with a car to come give him a hand. And uh, he went. He went. Oh look, I just so much stuff I'm getting rid of. And he went. Oh that acoustic. I, oh, I just. I, and his and I went. Oh, I love that. If you if you don't want it anymore. And you went, he went, he went, this person went, oh, yeah, you can have it as payment for helping move house. I mean, he was obviously, you know how, what a stressful time moving house is, probably in some emotional distress. Probably Probably joking. Not the time to make bad, you know, choices about giving away nice acoustic guitars or anything. May I interject as the the American here? Yeah. Um, In the country I'm from, that sounds like a legally binding uh, contract of of transfer. There we go. You know, that was a verbal agreement. I mean, not fit to stand trial, I think, (laughs) is the the term there. So I've got a Taylor baby, um, and I don't really like acoustic guitars very much. So not even bothered Um, about it. I'm not a huge... I've never been a huge fan of how they sound. I've always preferred even... Unplugged the sound of an electric guitar. Um, I think that they're more playable at home. I'm just not a huge fan of acoustic guitars. Is is the long and the short of it? Or at least I wasn't until I went to the Martin Factory, which is in Nazareth, oh, Pennsylvania. I did. Yeah, yeah. James, James, our singer, um, lives mile away from there. Yeah, because it's in yeah. the valley, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Um, you should definitely go if you get a chance because I they do a tour. Too. And uh, I've spoken about it before. Wait for that beach slang unplugged. Yeah. Yeah, Honestly, if ever you're in the northern Pennsylvania area, (laughs) go to the... Well, I mean, it's it's like, like, what, two hours north of Philly? It's a a hike, yeah. A couple hours west of New York. Yeah, just as far, two hours from New York. So, like, it's not that far, and it's it's a really, really great day out. And it really did sort of reinvigorate my... Uh, interest in acoustic guitars. I mean, they probably didn't want me to go home and then start talking about my Taylor a huge amount. But um, I mean, you know, it's not your Taylor, is it? Well, <laughs> it's not yours anyway. Anymore. Anyway, I'd love to take it home, guys. <laughs> you would actually fit that in the hand luggage, probably. Nice. What do you, you unscrew the neck? Ooh. You can unscrew the neck. Um, what do you play? Ed? Have you got an acoustic guitar at home? You know, when I was eighteen, I was for my birthday. My mom got me some sort of pawn shop guitar, which very quickly the high E tuner broke, and I. I haven't gotten it fixed, I mean, over the past eight years. Um, but then I just got an Epiphone Casino um, Coupe. So kind of oh. like one of the smaller full hollow bodies. Um, and that's great. So, you know, I just play that all the time now. Which is the 339-sized exactly. Casino. Yeah. They've so, just yeah, started yeah. doing those again in yeah. the new color. Yeah, yeah I, got, I have the natural with the, with the white pickguard. Oh, beautiful. Um, when we cool. came over in January, we toured the band Pedal, and Gibson lent us some backup backup guitars. Um, that was one of them, and I... I was thinking about getting the casino. I wanted something hollow body, um, 
And then when I saw the coupe, I was like, you know, this is so much better. Not as bulky. Because yeah, well, I'm, I'm a big fan of the smaller body um, acoustics as well. And I think I'm going to look into that soon. So when you recommended that that parlor, I'm, I'm yeah, going to yeah. look into that when I get back. The so only, uh, there, there's the only... someone in the, uh, in the Amplify chat has also said thanks, Joe, for that. Because they are also uh, into the uh, the idea of the uh, the Epi um, parlor. So that was Nate Zero was uh, was into that. It's a nice one. Um, there is a sad, oh, there is a good ending to the sad tale of uh, Taylor Woe oh, of God. someone stealing a good friend's acoustic from underneath them and they were in a time of emotional distress. Is that that friend went and got a better small Taylor acoustic? Yeah, I play the uh, Taylor GS, GS Mini. Mini That's which a great is, guitar. Which is uh, not quite a smaller body. It's a, I guess it's like a grand concert, but smaller. Mm. Um, it's like, yeah, it's just a bit nicer, basically. I think that absolutely brilliant they are. I think it's the best value acoustic guitar you can buy um, they are phenomenally well built um, they look cool considering and they do a Koa one as well yeah there's yeah. a Koa like version the of Koa one ridiculous money yeah yeah they're, I mean they're about what 400 quid something like that they come with no, the Taylor no, soft bag the, as well the normal GS minis are 469 okay. I think 539 if you want one with electrics and just under the 600 pound mark if you want one in Koa yeah, they're um, this right. absolutely stunning. I think that's the um, that's the way to go if you've got a little bit more money to spend, uh, you know, over something like the Epiphone. Yeah. Um, but those, I do like those Epiphone Caballeros. They're yeah, they are cool. I do sort of regret the choice. I wish I'd just spent an extra couple of hundred quid or a hundred quid on, yeah. on on getting a Summoning Patrick. Really, I d- I liked how bling the Epiphone was at the time, but I think yeah. Simon and Patrick have got it at the moment. There we go. Um, we've totally run up to time on the podcast, so um, we need to wrap things up. We're going to do a um, Patreon episode as well. Ed, do you want to stick around for the Patreon episode? I would love to. Cool. We're going to talk about the um, Reading and Leeds headliners and their gear and how to sound like them if you don't have quite as much money as Flea or Anthony Kiedis, um, if you're on, or a, Matt Knight apparently, or yeah. Matt Knight, who you know, who's just giving away his pedals to world famous <laughs> rock stars, you know. Yeah. Um, if you, you want take to, this, um, indeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ed, you can have. Yeah, I mean, Jay's got plenty of stuff he doesn't use. You can take away that. I've got this Digitech Jam man that oh, I, uh, I don't yeah, use. Yeah, Most of this stuff is mine. I believe that's Joe's. God. Anyway, if you want to hear that, pa- <laughs> patreoncom forward slash nerds Where from as little as five dollars a month, you get an extra half an hour of Guitar Nerds content every week. Um, from $10 a month you become one of our executive producers and you get your name read out on the podcast every week as these people have ding, 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 Steve ding, Markham Tony ding, Blair ding, Carlos Manja Andrew Marco ding, Mark Cross Jenny Short ding, David Carroll Andy McKenzie Brad Pitt ding, Paul Corrigan ding, Jack Godroy Jack Conroy Will Clare Scott O'Brien Matt Quine Phil Thompson Mori Anstis Moo Gravit Colin Anderson there we go. That was probably the most professional backing track uh, we've done so far. No, it's really good. Help yeah. of an actual, you know, rock star fella. Did you hear how many celebrities I got in? You did. You slipped a few in there. I heard that. I'm Thank not you. that fussed this week because it's, you know, it's a bit of a different episode. Yeah, so it's all good. I haven't thanks seen for, Tony Blair complain. Indeed. Or Brad Pitt. Indeed. So, um, yeah, thanks to everyone who um, contributes to Patreon. You help us keep the lights on here at Guitar Nerds HQ, a.k.a. Jay's Flat. Um, and, uh, yeah, it helps us do the podcast every week. If you want to join in the uh, conversation, you can. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum. Uh, you can also join us on Amplify uh, live every week. Ampli.fi forward slash Guitar Nerds. Follow us on Twitter at Guitar Nerds. Instagram at Guitar Nerds. Um, where else? 
We yeah. were on Periscope uh, for a bit. Periscope. We, we used to be on there. Yeah. YouTube. YouTube.com uh, yeah. forward slash guitar nerds videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can follow us individually at Mark underscore random, at Matt underscore Nancy, at JAYBN1, and at Joseph underscore 900. Ed, where can people find out about Beach Slang? At Beach Slang. It really just at Beach Slang. I was gonna, uh, yeah, no, no one has uh, swiped a name from us yet. Okay. Beating that's us good. to it. No one's, uh, yeah, you're not squatting on the Beach Slang name. Certainly not. It's not Is it Beach Slang USA. Beach Slang Band. Oh, yeah. Nope, just Be- straight. Just at, straight. At Beach Slang. Beach Slang official. Where can people go if they want to hear stuff? Um, you can do YouTube. You can do Bandcamp. Um, if you go to our website, beachslang.com, plenty of links there. SoundCloud, I think every avenue for Ace. streaming music on the internet. You know, Spotify, iTunes, iMusic. Um, When's the new record out? September 23rd that's true yeah in the next three and a half weeks what's it LP2. called uh, A Loud Bash of Teenage Feelings so LP2 coming out nice um, I always say our name the, the titles of the records rock, so I'm glad I got that one out <laughs> um, yeah three and a half weeks it's crazy we have a second video dropping soon hopefully within the next week or two we'll have to get you um, all in a room and do a I was podcast we'll we'll back November 10th November 10th there's a Brighton show Okay. Uh, another tour in November basically yeah yeah, three four, weeks, four, UK. Yeah, and, uh, I, I recommend UK go to every show except the Brighton one because that person could probably just sell maybe one of the guitars they've stolen <laughs> uh, and make this, you know, make the same money. And um, but I think we should. Uh, with so the Brighton show is at the Haunt on the tenth of November. I think what we'll try and do is do like a proper like. Uh, pedal board showcase. Oh yeah, let's with, turn uh, up. with Ruben and, and yeah. James. R- Ruben would be thrilled to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. we can do that uh, definitely. That sounds yeah, awesome. I'll, g- I'll give you a visual to what I spoke about earlier. Yeah, yeah cool. sounds good. And with that, we should um, end this episode. Come join us on the Patreon episode, uh, and we'll talk about uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers and who are the Biffy Clyro, Biffy Clyro, and Foles, who I know nothing about. So you you guys will have to do the legwork on that one. So <laughs> um, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Cheers, Cheers. gang. Farewell. Bye. Au revoir. Goodbye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.